With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We thank uh, Brian Cashman for that. And he's been busy. Who knows? He might put, uh, the way uh, you're hearing things now, he might put Manny Machado on the uh, tree. Imagine that. I mean, my God. I mean, the rich get uh, very much richer. That would be wild when you think about it. All right. As we said, the way we're going to do this show today, uh, we'll have some live guests here. But even then, we will be ushering out of the guests. What we're going to do is I'm just going to say uh, we welcome in the first guest or the next guest, and then they can tell me who they are, and we move on from there because this is all a surprise to me as to who's part of the show today. We're here at the Paley Center, the second to last uh, program. Tomorrow, the last one in the studio starting at 1. Uh, we begin with our first First guest, so we welcome the uh, person in. Welcome. Honored to be your first guest, oh, Michael, is Jim Nance. Thank you, Jim. How are you? I'm, uh, I, honestly, I'm, I'm having a, I'm, a tough day. Uh, this is, I'm 2,500 miles away from you right now, and I just listened to your opening, and uh, I'm going to be traveling today to Pittsburgh, but I haven't even eaten anything. I've been so worked up just knowing that my friend, is going through a day where, um, for those of us who know you well, you put up a pretty darn strong facade. Uh, I know there's a, a lot of internal feelings right now that you're fighting. So uh, for whatever reason, I'm channeling some of that, and I have some nervous <laughs> energy right now for you. Well, thank you. And first of all, uh, Jim Nance, who is uh, like family to me, as everybody knows, and has been my uh, close friend for many, many years. And like I said, is closer than a friend. He's uh, family, but uh, also is responsible uh, for me being on the fan because when I couldn't get in the door at the fan, he knew one of the producers named Luke Griffin, and he had done, Jim had already done some uh, network radio in the beginning of what was going to be his uh, brilliant career, and he knew Luke Griffin, so he called Luke, and Luke was, you know, obviously had great respect for Jim, and Luke called me back and said, if Jim Nance says you can do this, then you can do it, so that actually got me in the door, so without Jim Nance's call, I would never have made it to FAN, because I was about 0 for 15 trying to get in the door, uh, so it was Jim's call the Luke Griffin. Uh, now, I don't have much time with you before next guest, so i got to ask you, since you have the uh, game of the year this week, what's your thoughts as you get ready to do the biggest game in the NFL this season between the Pats and the Steelers, 4 o'clock this Sunday, that we'll all be watching? The Steelers better figure out a way to slow down. You can't stop Tom Brady, but they have had no success with their zone schemes against him in the past, and they better come up with a new wrinkle and just take the Tomlin era seven times against Brady. Brady has thrown 22 touchdowns, no interceptions. Unbelievable. He runs through that defense like it's nothing. So the better look a little different schematically for Pittsburgh than it did last year, as it did uh, not only in the regular season last year, but this past January in the AFC Championship game. And to me, as this game gets started, I want to see if Pittsburgh's going to try to go with the same approach or something different this time around. But how about for you and uh, your new uh, analyst, Tony Romo? I mean, this is the game. The NFL's had a very tough season. 
They've had very few big moments. This is the biggest moment of this NFL season. The world is going to be watching this game. This game is the by far the, the anticipated game of the entire season. So this is it for the NFL this year. Before the Super Bowl, this will probably be the biggest game, before at least the playoffs, the biggest game by far this year. You're trying to get me worked up, and honestly, I'm ready to go with the game. I've been worked up all day about this phone call. Um, so I'll be ready on Sunday, Tony. He'll be ready. He's a fantastic guy and a wonderful friend, has been for a long time. And, yes, all roads have been leading to this matchup all season long for these two to sort it out and see which team gets home field. Now, nothing gets decided on on Sunday. If Pittsburgh wins, for example, and Jacksonville wins, then Jacksonville would move ahead of New England into the two, and Pittsburgh wouldn't have the one officially locked up yet. But, yes, it's gigantic. I'm ready for it. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to it, and like I said, I'm actually leaving my home out here in California in about an hour, so um, well, getting into say, Pittsburgh early to get ready for it. Say hello to Cora for me, and uh, listen, uh, thank you. You, It's quite apropos that you be the first guest today, so thanks for well, a safe uh, trip, and I'll be a, watching this week. Yeah, it's not a recognition being first up that I take lightly, and I, I just want you to know that phone call to Luke Griffin was the best phone call ever made in my life. Oh, thanks. Thank you, Jim, very much. Jim Nance. Thanks, Mike. Uh, we, we, we love you. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, and... We welcome in uh, guest number two, so welcome. Mike, Dan Patrick here, and tough act to follow with Jim Nance, but just wanted to say thank you for uh, all the years, decades. And if you need an outlet, because over the next six months, if there's a New York story and you need to vent, you can always call in and I'll let you have the stage. Well, thank you, Dan, very much. Uh, and, how, you know, how about for you? You've made a, a tremendous transition from uh, your days as the uh, top guy doing uh, ESPN Sports Center to now uh, your domain is a talk show host and with your, uh, you know, big national audience. H- how would you say what, what was the toughest part of that adjustment if there was any tough part to it? I think explaining to people that I was leaving ESPN and why I was leaving ESPN, because a lot of people, most people don't leave unless they're told to leave. But I got to the feeling, or had this feeling that I, I just sort of outgrew SportsCenter or it outgrew me or I couldn't relate to it. You know, I just didn't want to be a 50-year-old guy doing SportsCenter. It's, it's meant for a younger people, younger audience. And I just remember telling people I was leaving and they thought I was joking. I said, no. I'm leaving, and it's the right decision at the right time. So that I think once you get over that, it's like when people go, well, why would you step down from this job? Well, you know, sometimes you need the new challenge, or maybe it's something personal, or, you know, maybe you just decided that you've done as much as you could do at WFAN, and why not try a new challenge? And that's sort of what I, I had that moment uh, 10 years ago, and uh, I'm glad I did it. Well, listen, you've done a great job there. You really have. You've uh, made a great transition. Uh, you've got an incredibly successful show, which I've been on a bunch of times, and I will uh, gladly take you up on it. If I need to yell about something, I will give you a call. Thanks very much for coming on. Mike, uh, thank you again for uh, all the hours of entertainment and going back to the days when uh, you know Chris first started with you. And I thought, I don't know if it'll work individually, but together it was magic, and you proved that uh, you know, even going solo, you were able to do it and still dominate. So 
congrats, good luck, and uh, hopefully we'll talk in the future. Thank you, Dan, very much. Dan Patrick, uh, guest number two. So I told you Fast and Furious. Next guest, welcome to the program. Hey, Mike, it's Dick Ebersol. How are you? Ah, <laughs> Dick, how are you? I'm great. Couldn't be better. Well, that's really nice. I haven't spoken to you in a while. Well, this is a surprise. Now, this one I have to say, folks, I'm surprised about the legendary Dick Ebersol, who uh, I haven't spoken to a lot recently, but uh, we were very close and is one of the brilliant, the maybe the most brilliant guy in the history of sports television. So, Dick, what's going on? Well, Susie and I just uh, traveled the world. We have the time of our lives. We've been doing it now for five or six years, and uh, we just travel. We're curious and enjoy seeing other people, and we, we're up to four grandchildren, and they're on uh, two coasts, so uh, we got all kinds of excuses to travel. Well, listen, that's wonderful. I appreciate you taking a moment, Dick. Uh, obviously, uh, you had major impact on, on my career. Mic'd up was something that uh, you were behind when Jim Bell and I came to you with the idea. You were the one who kind of pushed that through for us. So, uh, And through the years, you and I used to always uh, meet and talk about stuff. So uh, obviously, you were a major influence on my career. So it's very nice of you to uh, join us today. Well, Mike, I have a couple of things I'd like to say to you. One... I would love very much, uh, come springtime, to call you up and take you back to the Isle of Capri one night for a long dinner. Ah, yes, absolutely. We could pick up the conversation. And the other is, um, it'll be 13 years tomorrow that uh, we had Teddy's funeral. And I just want you to know, in the haze of all that, I still remember at the end of the communion line, you stopping and uh, holding my hand and my... Um, hospital bed, and I'll never forget that. And I hope you remember forever that I was out there that first night of your mother's wake. So we're brothers forever. Well, thank you. And again, my best to your lovely wife, who has always been special to me, I'll too. So her. thanks very much, Dick. You're very welcome, Mike. Thanks Talk for calling. Very Bye-bye. much. Dick Ebersol, uh, and of course, Susan St. James's lovely wife, who has always been a favorite of mine. All right, I told you guys, from Nance to Dan Patrick to Dick Ebersol to our next guest. Go ahead. Who's in, who's ne- who's in the fourth spot? Uh, Mike, this is uh, Jay from the Mets. I'm a uh, 140-time caller, long-time listener. I this is Jay Horowitz, you. folks, from the Mets there. Yeah. Uh, long time, long time uh, yeah. PR guy. And more than a PR guy, the guy who is the uh, the guy you want to go talk. Whenever you need something from the Mets, you go to Jay Horowitz. Jay, welcome. Yeah. How are you? Well, Mike, I want to say it's been a pleasure working with you the last 30 years. You know, the Mets have had a lot of good things happen. We have a couple of decades, some bad things. And through it all, you've always been fair. Always been fair to us. And I just got to tell you, not to like what I'm going to tell you now, but you're – generosity through the years has been really off the charts. You embrace every charity cause you could and always stayed in the background. I can tell you from personal experience, Mike, your kindness has touched the lives of so many people, so many local people you don't really know about. And on behalf of Jeff, we wanted to extend you an invitation, whether in the stands next year or in the press box to come and see us. You're always welcome. And I got something your listeners might be might like to know. Next week, the Mets and Coca-Cola are coming out with a release that we're going to put four old-time Coke machines in a press box and a press room with these old-time Coke bottles, and your picture will be on the Coke bottle. So whether you're with us or whether you're not with us, 
You'll always be a part of the Mets history, Mike, and if you have all your friends at the Mets, wish you the best of luck with every deal. You're really a good guy, my friend. Thank you, Jay, very much. Uh, uh, it's very nice of you to come on, and you know, this is breaking rank for you to actually come out front and do this. So thank you very much for coming on, Jay. Yeah, but I'm, I'm in the Orlando airport. I've been rehearsing the speech for about 20 minutes, and I almost got arrested. <laughs> People thought I was talking to myself, and they thought I was freaking nuts. Well, but, listen, oh. uh, you know, Jay is one of the great guys, folks, one of my all-time favorites. Uh, he and I have always been very close, and that's very nice of you to come on, Jay, and thank, it's, thank it's you an honor, for me. It's thank honor. you. It really is. Thank you. One of the best guys, folks, in the business ever, Jay Horowitz, and the most charitable man. I mean, the things he did for people, and forget what I did. What he did for people in his organization, un, I mean, for p different people, unbelievable. Goes out of his way to help. I can't tell you how many players, and the players worship him. They do. The guy who uh, has done more for the players than anybody ever, uh, Jay Horowitz, a great guy. I love Jay Horowitz. He's unbelievable. All right, so um, this is even wilder. Than, uh, I've been surprised already twice, uh, three times. I, Nance, I expect. Dan Patrick, I never would have guessed. Dick Ebersole and I had a feud, so we haven't spoken in years because he got mad at me about something I said on the air. Uh, and then Jay never does on the air stuff uh, representing the Mets, so they've gotten me three out of four so far. So this is off to a wild start. All right, next up is... Hey, Mike, Doug Gottlieb. <laughs> nice to speak to you. How are you? I'm really well. Uh, listen, I've, I'm 41 years old. I'm the son of a, of a New Yorker. And of all the things that I've been able to accomplish in my life, scholarships to Notre Dame and Oklahoma State, help be a part of a Final Four broadcast, working ESPN and CBS and now Fox, of all the things I ever did, the proudest my dad ever was, and I swear to you, uh, my late father was most proud when I got to be on your show. He's like, you got to meet Mike because... Every summer, we would come back to the city, and he, he took me down to West Forest to play basketball, and we'd rent a car, and I'd say, well, why, Dad, why would you rent a car in New York? We can do the subway, we can do a taxi, why do you rent a car? And he said, there's only one reason you rent a car, so you can listen to Mike and the dog. How nice so, is that? So, uh, listen, I'm sure you're on to bigger and better things, but there's nothing like turning on the radio on a Monday after the Jets or Giants play, or after the Yankees or Mets play, and somebody screws something up, and you're willing to call them on it. And so I got into this business for a lot of reasons, but a big one was you and the respect my dad had for you and how he listened to you when I was a kid coming back to the city. Well, thank you, Doug. First of all, Doug was with us a long time. He was uh, in our building. He was uh, on the network, and now he's working at Fox. How have you enjoyed the transition? Uh, uh, it's been great. It's been great. You know, look, there's things you miss being out in L.A., you know, people caring more about sports. Um, and I would have I loved to, to, to watch the Yankees in, in person this year. And my good friend Aaron Boone has taken over the pinstripers. Uh, he grew up right down the road from me. We've been wow. lifelong friends. Okay. Um, my brother actually got into a fight with Aaron in high school basketball. They were our tribal teams. But, uh, look, L.A. is – I will say this. We've had two football teams for five minutes, and they're both in first place. So things Not are going bad. pretty good. Not bad. Yeah, the, the transition's been good, but I do I do miss being in that building, especially because that's the birthplace of sports radio, and uh, and not having not having the credibility of being next to you guys is a little bit of a different feeling. Well, listen, th it was very nice of you to call, Doug. Thanks very much. I hope you're doing well. Thank you. Anytime, Mike. Thank you, Doug Gottlieb. All right, our next guest is ready. This is a wild. It's been wild so far. Really, I'm, I'm surprised. Who is this? Uh, hello, uh, hello. I, 
is Mike there? Hello? Uh, Steve Summers here, and uh, you there. And uh, first of all, let me say, we, I can't thank you enough for being a better-than-expected lead-in to my 6.30 show. I tried. I tried. You know that? <laughs> I, they told me, listen, the only thing you're there for is to make sure Summers does what he's supposed to do. You're just there to set the set the table. That's what I've tried to do all these years. Well, and, the and you did a better-than-expected job. <laughs> and, of course, not only uh, do you belong in the Hall of Fame, but also your contract. It should go right <laughs> next to your bust. Uh, the contract might make it before I do. I think. <laughs> well, and and of course now I want to hear you just once. What? Uh, give us the phone number for callers. I don't think never, never in, in the thirty it's years you, you ever gave it, and and probably because you had a full board of calls. Uh, you know, you didn't have to give it. You no, know, absolutely. I am never giving the uh, – uh, just because you keep asking, I'm never going to give the number. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I started to give it yesterday, and I said, I'm not going to do this for Summers. I'm not giving the number, right? You know that? Steve and I talk every day because he roams the halls aimlessly before he does his show. And I can tell you right now, wherever he is, he's dressed completely from head to toe in black. I can tell you that right now because he doesn't own anything that isn't black. But uh, you and I, uh, as you know, have a very close relationship. We have for many, many years. So you've always been one of my favorites, and it's very nice of you to uh, call and to – uh, carry on, and anytime you need me to help you get through that that time between the end of the drive time show and the beginning of the ball game, let me know. I'll be right there for you. Okay? Well, uh, you know, listen, uh, you made it possible for all of us to be heard that much more, and I've always referred to you as the franchise. And from the heart, and from the soul, and from the gut, we're going to miss you tremendously. You're going to be a very, very tough act to follow, and we love you, and uh, you are. Uh, a standard of excellence in terms of information and uh, just preparation and work ethic. Uh, there's been nobody like you ever, probably in the history of uh, sports talk radio, and uh, you just made it possible for all of us, as I say, to be heard that much more, and we are really going to miss you. I've always referred to you as the franchise, and I always will. Thank you, Steve, for calling. That's very nice. Thanks very much. Steve Summers, everybody. Thank you. Thank you, Steve. We got one more before they tell me we're going to break. All right. Enter and sign in, please, is what they used to say on the show. What's up? What, who is this now? Welcome. How you doing, Mike? This is Victor Cruz, man. Oh, Victor Cruz. Hi, Victor. How you doing? I'm doing very well, Mike. I just wanted to congratulate you, man, on an amazing career for setting the standard in Sports Talk Radio and being – just a one on you know on the radio, and when I see you in person, you're the same guy, man. And I just want to congratulate you again, and and I want you to enjoy your retirement, Mike. You you deserve it. Well, thank you, Victor, very much. Uh, I hope you're doing well. Uh, it's been you know I I think things got a little crazy around the Giants since you left. You know you might have to go back and calm things down. You know. A little bit, man. I have to come back and get everybody uh, you know settled down a little bit. But it's been in. It's been, a, it's been a tough year for, to watch the Giants as well as, you know, being a part of the culture there. Definitely been a tough year to watch. Well, listen, watching you as you did, you burst onto the scene uh, probably as amazingly as anybody we saw from one preseason game to becoming a, a, a star in your own right. So, listen, thanks very much. You always were great coming on the show, Victor. I wish you well. I hope you're doing well. 
No problem, Mike. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Victor Cruz. So, uh, ready, folks. Nance, Dan Patrick, because I'm writing them down as I go along. Nance, Dan Patrick, Dick Ebersole, Horowitz, Gottlieb, Summers, and Cruz. All right, not a bad start. Back after this. <laughs> 